Stand by to the floor in five, four, three, two, one. Coming to you live from the rich heartland of Altamont Springs, Florida, it's The Vic Show with Victor Bowers, brought to you by Super Channel WACX-TV. Take it away! Greetings! Come on, show up, purple. Greetings, Vic Show! Celebrations! And violin music. It's sentimental, but so are mine. It's delightful, it's delicious, it's the lovely. I understand the reason why you're sentimental, and so am I. It's delightful, it's delicious, it's the lovely. Shall I go on singing? I can tell by your hand what a swell night it is for the lyrics I forgot. I can hear dear Mother Nature ring, ring, so let yourself go. It's this Christian TV. So look at me, my chickadee. And when I say you're blah, 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 it's delightful, it's delicious, it's delectable, it's delirious, it's delicious, it's delicious, it's the lovely. Yeah, yeah. Come on, purple. Greetings. Welcome to the big show. This is too much fun for a Tuesday morning. This is Friday morning fun, not Tuesday morning fun. But nonetheless, we're showing up. We're just showing up. And you're showing up too. Why'd the bubble machine stop? (laughs) No, I've got some new... No, I filled it up last night, Diane. It's drug... Well, the bubble... Hold on. <laughs> the bubble machine is not showing up. But we did. So here, we, it doesn't matter about the bubble machine. Wow, that's a hot light. I keep getting... I was in here overnight working, so please forgive me. But welcome to the Vic Show. Uh, we're just showing up. That's all we're doing. That's all we got. We just drag these bodies that the Lord gave us, that the Lord put his image. You know, the Lord put his image in your body. Did you know that? If you know that, that means God has put his image in you. Your dog doesn't know it because your dog doesn't carry God's image. Your cat doesn't know it, even though your cat thinks they do. They don't carry God's image. But you do. And excuse that reflection on my head. It's the light I will put up. <laughs> I'll deal with it next time. You carry God's image. And if you don't show up where God asked you to show up, God's image won't be in there. God's kingdom will be absent because God's kingdom is within you in Christ. If you're not experiencing that at this moment, you can. It's open to all. God's kingdom. It came in person about 2,000 years ago. They named him Jesus, and he was the kingdom of God personified. And then his spirit was poured out on all flesh, and that is still going on today. We're still in that interim period. The end of the day, the end of the age has not yet come, but we are in that direction. We're in that flow. It's been flowing for about 2,000 years, and we're still talking about it, still telling the good news. 
So just show up, for God's sakes. For goodness sakes. My sister doesn't like when I say for God's sakes, even though it's coming from a right place. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> she said, say goodness sakes. I'm like, no, you say goodness sakes. I'll say God's sakes. That's your mouth. This is my mouth. How about that? I'm just saying. But anyway, welcome to the Vic Show. I'm glad you're here joining us. We have Terry back there helping me, my dance partner, Diane. Yeah. Diane um, made me a, a beverage with a little heart in it. We got a new, we got a new little frother. Yes. You can't really see it, but it's there in cinnamon. So she was, I don't, it's, it, you just have to trust us. It's, 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 if I, if I show you any more, it'll be all over the sacred scriptures. And who's in the control room with all that beautiful lighting in there? Oh, ah, ah, look, there's Rick and Nathan and Angie and, and uh, Arente in the corner pushing all the buttons. The just show me buttons, the just show up buttons. That's all right. Yes. Ah, there we go. And today on the table, I have an assortment of harvest themed Ornaments. Are these orna these aren't ornaments? They're, they're these are gore. What are these? Go wait. Gores, not gores. What's the proper? Not goads. I don't know. What's the gourd? These are gourds, but gourd is a harsh word, so we use the word pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin is sweeter, cause you know why? It's fall, y'all. Look at that. I like that. Yeah. Even if you're seeing this in rerun, it's cause it's fall today fall in this time we're in. So it's that time of year. And uh, Vic Show here at superchannel.com. I'm glad you've joined us. And the fun and hilarity, it's, this is live when we do it. So it's, um, it's just a window of time that we just kind of come together. We just show up and we, 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 uh, <laughs> we open the word, of the, the word of God, the Bible, the scripture, and we read it. And we let it shape our life. That's discipleship, is going to the Word of God and reading it. And uh, there are many different approaches to reading the Word, the Bible. The Bible, the Word of Bible actually, the Bible isn't a book. The Bible is actually a collection of books. And Bible comes from uh, the, the derivative bibliotheque or the Latin word meaning library. So when you, when you look at this, we call it the Bible, the Holy Bible, you know, comes in different versions of stuff, but it's really a collection of scrolls compiled over thousands of years and uh, all pointing in one direction that God at one point in time, as Christians, we believe came in person, in, in persona, as had been prophesied by all the Jewish prophets, starting back in Genesis 3.15, the prophecy starts that one day God would come and would set things right uh, at his own expense. And because we couldn't do it, man could not, we could not set things right. So God set things right at total cost to himself. Took, he, bore, he did all the heavy lifting and now he's given it to us freely, no charge, given to all, whosoever, everyone. The, Jesus came and saved the cosmos, John three sixteen. We all know it. But we know it so well, it's too familiar. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and everything else with him so that everyone who believes should not perish, but should have everlasting life. 
So what do you want? Do you want to perish or do you want everlasting life? Make the right decision and uh, make the best decision because God, it's on offer. It's on offer. You know, it's not all these commandments. Yeah, there's good living and stuff like that, which flows out of the experience of Christ. But it's the relationship with God in Christ that is on offer to every person, every person. And you're like, well, Victor, what do you mean? I've never heard it put like that. Well, <laughs> you never heard me talk, perhaps, but that's the way I experienced in my life. And that's, that's, that, is the, that is the well that I draw from when I talk about it. And that everyone, no matter where you've come from, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, no matter what you believe, God calls all to himself, all humans, all humanity. And then the cosmos follow, creation follows. But humanity, starting with Adam and Eve, were called to be great high priests, kings and queens of the world in each domain. And um, they got messed up. We messed it up because we wanted to be kings of the universe. We wanted to, be, we wanted to, we wanted to receive the worship instead of give the worship. And you can't do that. You don't touch the worship. All worship goes to God. Even Jesus points us to his father. Jesus, you know, Jesus, when you read the gospels, you realize Jesus never demanded worship. Jesus never demanded worship. He, re he would receive worship if people worshiped him. He would not shut them down, but he never demanded it. He asked us to follow him. He commands us to follow him. And he commands us to follow him as he leads us to his father who receives all worship. And at the end of the age, when Christ has made everything within all in all, then all will bow down to God the father in worship. But until then, we follow Jesus as, we, as he introduces us and brings us to his father. Father God, creator of heavens and earth, the ground of all existence, the great I am. All those titles is beyond comprehension. So that's a little bit of background of where I'm coming from today. So welcome to the Vic Show. And um, let's see. Oh, hmm. Little heart. Hmm. Oh, the cinnamon's good. Is this the, um, is this that flavor, the pumpkin spice flavor? Just a regular, okay. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, maybe we, we should retire that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I need an umbrella or something. This light's bothering me. Oh, they're highlights. Okay, thank you. It's like a it's like a glow. Oh, we have yeah. Sorry, subtle hint. CD, Victor Bauer CD. Um, we're making it available. It's great music. I'll be playing some more violin music as uh, the shows go by. And $25 love gift. We'd love for you to get this in your home. And as the season rolls around, we'll, we'll be talking more about it. $25 love gift for the violin CD. Uh, you can call in, write in, whatever's on the bottom of the screen. Just follow those directions. Follow us on the, uh, the Vic Show at Super Channel Orlando. Is our handle on the social media platforms, and we'd love for you to follow us. God's doing some amazing things around here at the uh, Christian TV station, Super Channel, 
And um, God's showing up and showing out. And um, God is good. God is good. Amen. Yes, he is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. He's good all the time. Won't he do it? Amen. Won't he do it? That's a, that's a phrase my sister taught me. That's an old Southern God. Won't he do it? Yes. So yes. And I'm like, well, he already has. He, yeah, I mean, I know it's a colloquialism and it's a saying, won't he do it? Show enough. Show enough, but he already has. That's a, I love it because it, it forces me, it reminds me, won't he do it? Yes, but he already has done it. Yes. Now, won't he do it? How am I implementing it? Not that it's a work. It's not a work, but am I believing it? I was talking to my sister last night and who's visiting from uh, the UK and we we're just talking and going over stuff and... I said, God's delivered all this to us, and most people still want to nickel and dime God. They don't want to fully believe it. It's too good to be true, and that is the truth. It's too good. We, it's, we have a hard time grasping the goodness of God because we, we're afraid to trust because we've been hurt. We've been wounded. We've been lied to. We had parents that failed us. We had teachers that abused us. We had pe- and that's the, that's the story of humanity. You're not alone. But God says, I am good. I am good all the time. And he continues to pursue, continues to, to try to, not lure, that's not the right word, not lure us back in, like we're fish, but, but woo, woo us, that's a, yeah. I guess that's a term of endearment, draw someone in, like a feral cat, takes a while sometimes, but they, little by little, they trust you and they'll go from there. And we're not feral cats, those are just the metaphors that are popping in my head, and I hope they make sense to you, but nonetheless... Um, just show up. There's a guy named Gideon back in the Old Testament in the book of Judges. And I want to talk about him for a little bit because he's an interesting character. He's uh, the runt of his litter, as he calls himself. And, um, but he was similar to Moses and that God, God was needing to do a work in his children, the, the nation of Israel. And uh, the people of Abraham, the people of the book, the people, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were now a large nation. And God had poured out his promises on these people, had brought them out of slavery in Egypt generations before, had given them the land. It was no longer called the promised land because the promise had been fulfilled. It was now their homeland. They were living in it. They were Israel. They were a nation. But they still were failing God, as humans do. And so God would, you would see a cycle going on after the book of Joshua. You know, you have Moses who leads the children out, children of Israel out. Moses dies. Joshua rises to uh, leadership and leads the children of Israel into their homeland and settles them into their homeland. Then Joshua passes away and the elders that worked with Joshua pass away. And then we come to the book of Judges in the Old Testament. And the book of Judges... It's not a judge like Judge Judy or Judge Wapner. It's nothing like that. Judges were basically tribal leaders. They were the 12 tribes. They were tribal chieftains or tribal leaders um, who would rise, who God would anoint with his spirit to bring victory during a time of oppression for certain tribes. And so the book of Judges actually mentions one person from every tribe of the 12 tribes of Israel. And there's actually Deborah, a woman who's mentioned, who's a great leader and helps to bring her tribe to victory over some oppressors. But usually the people of God, the children of Israel had become oppressed because 
they had fallen into a cycle of rejecting God, turning to the idols of the land that they were living in and not occupying, but now um, dwelling in. And, uh, and then they would reject God. They would become oppressed by these idols and by these, those, these people. They would cry out for God to act and God would act and raise up a leader to deliver them. And all of this was foreshadowing the great leader, the great deliverer that would come named Jesus. But until that time had come, God was raising up individuals and putting his power on them through the Holy Spirit. Samson is in this list. He's, he's mentioned at the, the end of the book of Judges. He's, you know, Samson, the big mighty warrior who was, a, who was from the tribe of Dan. And he was a regular guy. But when the power of God would come upon him, he would do mighty things, mighty physical mm-hmm. acts to, um, to, to uh, promote and forward the plan of God. But he also had great character flaws. And he, at the end of his life, he failed. And he became captive. He became a slave. They plucked his eyes out. His strength was taken from him. But he rose up in his last dying breaths and, and the Phil, defeated the Philistines in one final blow. He perished it with them. But these are all foretelling the great deliverer that would come named Jesus. And another one of these great deliverers in the book of Judges, in the middle of the book of Judges, is a guy named Gideon. And Gideon is an interesting bloke. He's, um, he, he, he's from this little tribe and he's the last, he's like the runt of the little tribe. And God calls him out and says, come on, Gideon, just show up. There's something that I need to do for your people, but I can't do it and I won't do it without you. So let's turn now to our scripture. It's coming from Judges chapter 6. And we'll start there and, and just, just to remind you that this is a story that applies to you. God is telling you to just show up. I'm speaking to someone right now. Right now, whenever you hear that bell, that's calling you in. God's calling you in, even through a bell. Just show up. Just show up. Just show up. That's right. Like, Victor, I can't. I don't have the ability. Shut up. Just show up. If you're feeling it, listen, <laughs> hear me now, hear me, hear me, people. God's calling some of you. God's, some, there's chaos in your family, there's chaos in your job, there's chaos all around you. But you're like, God, why do I have to be the one? Why, why me? Or it's, or I'm, I don't qualify. I look what my past, God, look what I've done, look what I'm doing now. God's like, just show up. In Christ, you are qualified. And all you got to do is believe it and trust it. That's all you got to do. You don't have to do anything except believe what God has already done for you in his son. That's why Jesus, that's why Jesus is, is it. Because he has done everything we could not do and has qualified us by pouring himself into us in his spirit. And it's available to everybody. It's no longer just available to the Jews or no longer just available to the the children of Israel. It's now available to all humanity because of what Jesus did. Jesus came and was Israel personified. Jesus was the one true Israelite who fulfilled everything God wanted Israel to do. Only one person did it without fail. And his name was Jesus. 
And then to throw fuel on the fire, he did something unexpected. Because messiahs aren't supposed to die. But that messiah named Jesus did die. Going a step further, undoing death for us. He did everything Israel was supposed to do, but Israel had never been commissioned to undo the power of death. But Jesus did. Jesus died. And he went further. And he said, I'm going to undo the power of death. I'm going to undo the power of sin, and I'm going to undo the power of death in the grave. Well, that's awesome. But how do you know it's undone unless you're alive to recognize it? Well, he rose from the dead. Resurrection. That's something only, it's, it's unbelievable. It's so unbelievable, we still have to talk about it. And people still don't get it. Still nickel and dime it or just ignore it. It's so good, it's so common. But yet it's completely uncommon. Anyway, why am I rambling all over the place? Okay, one day, the angel of God came and sat down under the oak and Ophrah, not Oprah, not Oprah, Ophrah, that belonged to Joash the Abizarite, I believe that's how you say it, whose son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress out of sight of the Midianites. Lord Jesus, Victor, what, where, what does all that mean? Okay, one day the angel of God came and sat down under the oak in the form of a guy. He came and sat down. That belonged to, this is the writer telling us a story. He's creating a framework belonged to this man named Joash, who was of this clan, the Abizarite clan, from the tribe of Manasseh. Manasseh was one of the sons of Joseph. So he's, he's a Jew. He's a Jew. And one of the clans at this time, hundred, many hundred years have passed, and the nation of Israel is spread out, and lots of descendants, lots, the family tree's bigger. This guy was from uh, the Abizarites, which is a clan within the tribe of Manasseh. And he had a son whose name was Gideon. And Gideon was threshing wheat in the wine press out of sight of the Midianites. Who were the Midianites? The Midianites were Bedouins. They were traveling groups that would travel by the thousands all over the Middle East. They were, they're Bedouins still today in the Middle East. They would travel around. That's, they had no permanent homeland. They just traveled, Bedouins. And they would set up camp and eat off the land, and then when the land was consumed, they would pull up stakes and move on to the next area. They were kind of like gypsies. They would just come and use the land, create warfare, create distress, and gra you know, graze their flocks and feed, fatten their flocks at the expense of the owners of the land. They were users. They weren't good people. You don't want them in your land. But they were mighty and powerful. And Gideon and all them, they were, they were, they felt weak. They felt threatened. So Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press. He was in a, he was, he was hiding out, out of sight, because the wheat was their produce. It was how they made money. And if people saw Gideon threshing wheat in the open, they would come and pirate it, and maybe kill Gideon. So Gideon was trying to do his work out of sight, out of mind, so that these pirates called the Midianites would not come and take his produce, take his livestock, take, take, his, take his livelihood. The angel of God appeared to him and said, God is with you, O mighty warrior. It's quite an opening statement. God is with you, O mighty warrior. Gideon replied, with me, my master, 
if God is with us, why has all this happened to us? Why are these Midianites on our land? Why are they doing all this bad stuff to us and we're living in fear in our own land? Why? If I'm such a mighty guy and you're such a mighty, why is this going on? Where are all the miracle wonders our parents and grandparents told us about? Our grandparents and grandma and grandpa and mom and dad used to, you know, reminisce about these stories. Didn't God deliver us from Egypt? Remember when we were slaves and God brought us out by the mighty hand and delivered us. And it was awesome and wonderful and fantastic and wonder. The fact is God has nothing to do with us. He has turned us over to God has forgotten us. That's what Gideon is saying. Guy, who are you, strange guy? You're telling me I'm, God has forgotten us. Don't you see what we're doing? I'm just trying to survive. This is our land, but we have these Midianite warriors coming in and they're Bedouin and they're just taking over. We're defense. Where's God? Where's, where's this God you're telling me about? Okay. But God faced him directly. Wait, is that the correct one? Oh, it is? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, hold on. I got to check my references. <laughs> hold on. You're probably right. And I'll, I'm going to get this in three minutes, believe me. Okay. Genesis. Genesis. That's the first correction. Uh, Judges 6. The Lord turned to him and said, Go. Oh, you're right. I, I'm my bad. Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Is there a verse 15? Gideon said to him, me, my master, how and with what could I ever save Israel? Look at me. Come on, man. Look, look at me. My clan's the weakest in Manasseh and I'm the runt of the litter. God said to him, I'll be with you. Believe me, you'll defeat Midian as if Midian was one man. Midian was thousands of people, thousands and livestock and camels, camels as far as the eye could see. God said, you'll defeat them, but you got to go. You got to show up. You got to show up, Gideon. I know you're the run to the litter. I know you're living in the backside of the, of the tribes of Israel. I know you're from a small clan, from a, from a, you know, from a lesser tribe. You're sharing half your land with half your brother. You're from the tribe of Joseph, who really gave his tribal power away to his two sons. So you're splitting, you're living on half a tribe, basically. And I realize you're the runt of the litter in a small clan and a small family. I, I know that. That's why I chose you. Because you're the least. You're the weakest. You're the likely, least likely candidate. That's why I've chosen you. Now just go. Just show up. Just like Moses. Just show up up. There's great work to be done and I'm not going to do it without somebody and the somebody I've chosen is you. I've chosen you, Mr. Gideon. I see you hiding out. I see where you're at. I'm not blind to it. But the, the cries of your people have, have reached my ears and they've repented. They're turning from their ways. They'll continue to reject me and I'll continue to go through this cycle, but I'm on a, I'm on a plan, Mr. Gideon. One day, a great deliverer will come who will fully deliver all the world. But that time isn't now. What's important now is that you hear what I'm saying, you trust me, and you just show up where I ask you to go. And I will do great 
and mighty wonders through you. Do you want that? Just say yes. Just show up. Just show up. That's all you got to do. Moses did it. Gideon did it. At one point in time, God did it in himself and Jesus. Now it's your turn. Just show up. With God, all things are possible.